peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. Episode number 87, 87 on the docket. We are back. It is Wednesday, 10-25, October 25th, 2023, the year of our Lord. It is opening night for your New York Knicks. We can't get into that right now. We're going to get into that in a little bit. We're going to go over the, the opening day lineup, their overall record. Will will they or won't they make the playoffs and win the championship? So we're going to get into that. We also have Daler, the, Daler, the Taylor Swift update, unofficially brought to you by Robinhood. Don't forget to sign up for Robinhood. Get free stock using my discount code in the link in my bio for free stock up to $1,500. I think might have that wrong. Maybe it's 500 something, but it's unofficial. So it is what it is. But your da- that's what you hear your daily, your daily tailor is up to. We're going to get into that. So not too much going in, going on in the world of Swifties, but they have tracked some data indicating that Travis Kelsey does play significantly better when she's in the stands. A graphic showed the difference between Kelsey's performance with Taylor Swift in attendance and when it's not, and it turns out he plays significantly better when she's there. Travis Kelsey achieved a season high of 12 catches, 179 yards in his last game. In personal news for Taylor Swift, she re-released her album 1989, and there's talks of her re-releasing several more albums. The Swifties are in the dark on which one, because she's in the process of taking back the rights to her own music by re-releasing them herself. NFL fans are pissed off, especially Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs fans, because they're saying if this curse or this good luck charm is real she's inevitably inevitably going to stop going to games eventually and he's going to play like shit and that'll be the end of their season because of taylor swift again all speculation no one knows shit but that concludes your daily taylor swift update or your daler as we call it And then as I'm walking, oh yeah, also, um, Brady Boy has gotten over the dog that's in heat. Um, yesterday was a good day for him. Every day is a good day with Brady. Great day with Brady. But, you know, I told you he had blue balls and he's been going through it. He got over it uh, yesterday and he was a little antsy in the morning, but then he, we went, we found the spot where that dog goes to the bathroom. He smelled it, he pissed all over it, and I think it's, I think that whatever, whatever that dog secreted, discharged, is no longer an issue for him. Maybe he just got used to it, but, or maybe he's just not interested anymore. You never know with dogs. They do weird shit. So, thank God for that because we went on our walk today and as we're going on our walk, how we normally 
normally do. I'm writing this stuff down, writing the podcast topics. I'm getting it in order and stuff. And I look up, my phone is at like 18%. I'm like, what in God's name? But that's not even the weirdest part. So the weirdest part was the adaptive noise control that's on if you have your AirPods in. They have this thing called an iOS 17 adaptive noise control. This isn't breaking news. iOS 17 has been out for like a month now. And it usually had it used to have transparency and noise cancellation or just off. So the noise cancellation was awesome. Transparency, awesome. Then they made it adaptive. So I can hear it when it kicks on if some if a car a fat if a loud car drives past or like someone starts a weed whacker near me. I hear it kick on the noise canceling part. I don't understand when it turns it off. I don't realize it. And maybe it's so gradual and so like minute that I don't really notice it. But I'm walking and I'm always paying attention for other dogs, cars, any kind of noise that's not like normal dog related stuff. Because I don't want to get attacked by a dog. I don't want to get hit by a car. If someone's yelling for, not yelling for help, but just yelling in general, I want to be able to hear it. But then I realized I'm like, sometimes I can hear everything and sometimes I can't hear shit. Or it's like a perfect distance outside like if i can hear certain things from far away and then there's other times that same thing that's far away i still can't hear it so i don't know if i'm going deaf or these noise canceling things are still like calibrating like i don't know if apple's just still pushing out updates for it and being like we're gonna fine tune this because it's a little wild and they also have this other feature on there conversation detection so it picks up when you start talking and it'll and this is the dumb part it doesn't turn it off right away it fades out and I'm like, it fades out and then turns back on. It doesn't fade back in. And it's so sensitive that when you start talking, because I talk to myself a little bit here and there, especially if I'm listening to a podcast and I'm like by myself, or even if I'm walking the dog and I'm talking to Brady, like if I'm just like, hey, Brady or whatever, this thing will fade out, but it's slow enough to not do it right away. It takes like, it's about two to three seconds to refer it to fade out. And then it stays off for like five seconds and then kicks back on. So it's not as, it doesn't pick it up as fast as I think it should. So that's also another thing. And then couple that with, I don't know if I'm hearing shit or not. It's just a lot going on. And also I have an iPhone 11 Pro, Pro Max. I think it was the Pro Max. It's definitely the Pro Max. Whatever the highest rating iPhone 11 was, that's the one I have. Pretty sure it's the Pro Max. This thing dies within, I wake up, I take it off the charger. I'll scroll through my phone for a little bit, get up, walk the dog. I'm not on it because I don't have service out there. I come back in, I'm listening to a podcast like now it's playing through the phone. I get ready for work. So all this happens within like 45 minutes. And then I look at my phone, it's like 79%. I'm like, God damn, dude. And I remember back in the day, not too long ago, that Apple got in trouble for doing that, where they would, the up the software updates and stuff would ki- kill your battery if you had an older product, which forced you to go get a new product. I'm pretty sure they got in trouble for that, but I'm pretty sure they're doing it again, just not to the extent where they're going to get caught because it's only been happening since iOS 17, where like I have to charge my phone midday or I have to charge it at night. And like, yeah, I should be off it a little bit more but i think my screen time only averages like five and a half hours a day which is a lot but some people are on their phones like eight nine ten i know a person that's on their phone 14 hours a day but they're like i leave it on tiktok or reels instagram reels and it'll continuously keep going through reels if you leave it on so like if you fall asleep with it on it'll you'll wake up and it'll still be scrolling so that that's part of it but who the fuck knows but my phone is dying way faster than it should. I don't know if it's all this extra shit going on with it. But anyway, well, we're going to move on from that because we got, like I said earlier in the intro, we got the NBA tonight. 
The NBA technically started last night, but the Knicks, you know, NBA, the NBA's team, America's team started, is starting tonight at home. They're starting lineup. We're going through the numbers right now. At point guard, our MVP, Jalen Brunson, shooting guard, Quentin Grimes, small forward, RJ Barrett, power forward, Julius Randle, and center, Mitchell Robinson. According to professionals and people in the biz and all the data they have collected, mostly from Bleacher Report, the Knicks are projected to finish 48 and 34, pretty much finish where they finished last year in three, four, five spot for the playoffs. I don't see them going past. I could see them making the conference finals, the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't see them getting out of that because Milwaukee has just gotten, they had the best record last year. They just got better. Like they, they added Damian Lillard. They're a better team. They're better all around now. Um, Damian Lillard has got that dog in him. And he's hungry for a title. Giannis, you know, homegrown Milwaukee kid. Not really homegrown. He's from Greece, but he's the, he's a Milwaukee Bucks guy. Um, they just have a stacked team, and they they got significantly better over the um, off season. Then you have Boston Celtics, who revamped their entire roster, keeping the two top guys, Jason Tatum, and added Porzingis. They got rid of Robert Williams, Time Lord, and Marcus Smart. They're they're those guys had that dog in them too as well. So they got rid of them, but they added Porzingis, who's been. This is his eighth or ninth year in the league, and he's blossomed into like a fucking solid player. He could play the five, he could play the four, he could shoot, plays good defense. He's been top 10 in the league in blocks, I think, the last eight seasons, which he's been in the league. So he knows what he's doing on defense. I think the Knicks are, uh, the Boston Celtics are going to be a lot better than they were last year. So I can't see the Knicks climbing over those two teams. So I feel like they finished, in, they're going to finish in the same spot unless. They make a big trade, but still keep their key players. Um, RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett still has to progress into more of a consistent player. There's been games where he puts up 30, and another game where he just disappears and puts up like a week 18. And you're like, you got to do something. You got to control the game a little better, you know. And who knows, Jalen Brunson for the year he had last year, he might have he might drop down a little bit. Or Julius Randle's getting up there, not so much in age, but miles. He plays like fucking eighty games a year. You know, Tim. Tom, Tom Thibodeau doesn't believe in giving players time off. So maybe he's, maybe the miles are going to catch up to him this year. I don't know. So they got to go out and make a trade. They got to make a big player because Jalen Brunson can't be your one. He's your point guard. He can't be your go-to scorer and facilitator. He'll get burnt out quick. Randall, you got to stop asking him to do it because he does a lot of dumb shit. He'll get you 25 a game. But he doesn't have that dog in him. You know, he doesn't have that killer instinct at the end of the game. He, he dribbles too much. He does too much shit. He got the Randall handle where he just kicks it off the, his fucking calf turnover. And you're like, God damn it. They need like a uh, Damian Lillard would have been a good, good. They need someone that can just there's two minutes left. Control the rest of the game. Efficient shooting. Not easy to find by any stretch. You know, they're going to have to give up pieces to get this, but they have pieces to give up. So they got to make a trade probably in the offseason in the uh, they should have made one in the offseason. But uh, towards the trade deadline. Definitely pick up somebody. If they're in the hunt, if they're close, if they're sitting like, you know, four, the four spot, three spot, and they look good, they just need this piece. I can see them pulling a trigger and getting someone that brings them over the hump. I hopefully they don't make a dumb trade, like give the entire team away for Joel Embiid. Like that's just not smart. That's the same shit they did with Carmelo. Like you you got Carmelo, great, but now you have no team around him. And like, yeah, you can keep Brunson and have Brunson and Embiid, but then you have nobody else. So I hopefully they don't do that unless they can get some kind of deal on him. If Embiid says he wants to leave and go to New York, you might have better luck, but I don't see that really happening. Where are we talking about sports, man? 
this was this was the the uh, podcast that doesn't talk about sports. But look at us now. You know, we're in it. We're talking about who has the dog in them. That's real analysis. But yeah, R.J. Barrett, if he steps up this year, he gets a little better. Not even better, just consistent. You know, he can't have these games where he just looks like he doesn't know what the fuck is going on out there. If he could pull up from three, not even pull up. If he could just hit open threes consistently. You know, he got better at it last year. He's gotten progressively better each year. This year, the last two years, he's kind of maxed out, it seems like. So if he can take a little step forward or just do it consistently, that's all we really need. And obviously, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson looks like he's going to be coming in, having a better year. He's a little, he's a little bigger a little leaner faster he's you know he's a young guy too so they're gonna be a fun team hopefully fun again because they were fun last year we got suspended off twitch for watching the games live shout out to twitch but the main point of this is we're gonna move on off the nba so that's the nba coverage and i'm sure we'll get into it a little more as the season progresses and we'll keep track on it but like i said we're not the sports sport podcast around here but the World Series is is locked in. Arizona Diamondbacks and the Texas fucking Rangers, man. Two, I think Arizona's on the West Coast time zone. So this these games are going to be all fucked up. No one's interested in it, especially outside of Texas and Arizona. So it's going to be kind of a boring World Series. Hopefully, Jordan Montgomery for the Texas Rangers gets himself a ring. Ex-Yankee, they let him go for Harrison Bader, who was in a fucking walking boot when we traded for him. Inconsistent player. He did have a good postseason, but he ended up sucking dick and we traded him anyway. So that concludes the sports coverage. We're done. So the other day at work, yesterday at work, right? Tuesday's our staff meeting day. It's one of the bigger meetings. I think it's in terms of rank, we have three meetings a week. Ranking them, this one's number one, right? The Monday, the Monday meeting's number two, Thursday meeting's number three on list of importance, I guess. They're all important. If someone's listening from work, every meeting is the most important meeting. You're only as good as your last meeting. That's what smarter people than me have said before. You're only you're only as smart as your last you're only as good as your last meeting, something like that. Something along those lines. I'm not the one that said it. I'm not the philosophizer around here. You're only as good as your last meeting. But um, we go to the staff meeting, right? And it's like all hands. These are like, this is like an all hands on deck type of meeting. Like every, if you're not there, there's got to be a reason. Like the Monday one, you can kind of miss. They could send an email. Thursday one, same shit. The Tuesday one's kind of a big one. So, you know, we're there and about halfway through, they're like, hey, we need all the supervisors, which is like everybody in this room to stay behind afterwards to do, it was sexual assault prevention training and suicide prevention training. Now I know what you're probably thinking, right? What the fuck? I can see the sexual assault one. Like you got to know what to say, what not to say, what constitutes sexual assault because you're dealing with some 18 year olds. You're, you know, you're dealing with a lot of personalities, a lot of age groups. So it's good to identify things like that when it happens. The suicide one doesn't really prevent suicide. We still have like a high suicide rate. People are still killing themselves, even just outside of the military. So the suicide one's more just t- it's it's lip service. But we have to do it every year. Every year we have to do both of these things. They're mandatory. Um, you got to sit through it. So this is this would be my because they do them. All right, so it's annual, but they do them multiple times a year. But you have to do it at least once. Some years, if someone decides to commit suicide on your base, or if there's like a significant sexual assault, not saying that there's insignificant ones, but if there's like a one that's like in the news or something, then we do multiple times a year. So we've sat through these things. I'm seven and a half years in. I've probably sat through about 15 of these things. So I know what, and I'm an adult too, right? I have common sense. I know what not to do in the workplace, especially in uniform, especially because I'm a gentleman. But I understand why we need to sit through it. But I've been through this so many times. Everyone else in the room at this point has been in it through um, more times than I have. So we get it. So we're going through it. 
And like 30 minutes go by, 45 minutes go by, an hour goes by, hour and a half. It's two hours now. I'm like, holy shit. Like, can we stop? Like, can we just not do this anymore? She's like, all right, we're going to take a little break. And then we're going to get into suicide prevention training now. I'm like, wait a minute. We have more? She's like, yeah. I'm like, it's 1230. Like the the <laughs> the staff meeting was at nine. You know, like it's this is this is crazy. Like no one told me this is like a three hour event. And she's like, well, it's an annual training. And I'm like, I get it. But there should have been something that said like, hey, you're going to be in this meeting for at least two hours. Plan accordingly. So now I'm stuck in this. I'm stuck in it because you can't complain about it. Right. You don't want to be that guy. But that's not even the worst guy to be in this in this situation. The worst guy to be in the situation is what this guy was doing, which is the loophole guy. Right. It's creepy. And there's always there's always one of these in Air Force meetings, military meetings, I assume all branches probably have this one guy. There's always one guy that does this. They try to poke holes in the training. They think they're being like clever, cute, or they just listen to like Joe Rogan or like Matt Walsh. They listen to like Fresh and Fit and they think they have like an enlightened response to these things. And I'll give it to them. They probably do have a point, right? And a lot of this training is geared towards guys, especially the sexual assault one, is males going after females, assault females, harassing females. That's usually what it's geared towards. That's how it's worded. That's what they're talking about. Because A, there's more dudes in the Air Force, like five to one dudes to girls. And we have a really good rating. We have the highest rating, highest ratio, the best ratio. I don't think it's five to one. I think it's like three to one. Other branches, like the Marines have like five to one. Like that shit's, it's all dudes. So it's geared towards, hey guys, keep your hands to yourself, which isn't fair, but they're just going by the numbers. But there's always the one guy that has to out, he outs himself as a creep. So this guy, he's, I'm not going to say his rank or anything, but he's in charge of all of us. He's not as high as the commander, but he's on his, in a few years, he'll be a commander. So he's kind of a frat, he's kind of, kind of got a frat boy attitude. And this training is very basic. It's death by PowerPoint. And it's like, here's an example of sexual assault. And it's like, you take your hand and you rub it across an airman's back. And it's like, yeah, you could be saying good job and patting him on the back. Or you could say, hey, meet me in my office and pat him on the back. So context is everything. However, just don't touch him. End of the day, just don't touch the other person. It's that simple. That's what they're saying is like, here's what it is. I don't give a shit how you interpret it. Just don't touch the other person. This guy decides to be like, well, what happens if, and usually when someone starts a sentence like that in one of these meetings, it's like, dude, what are you doing? And there's no one to stop him because he outranks everybody in this room at this point. So he's like, in the situation where you're in your office and say a female comes in and she comes to my side of the desk and I'm like, oh, hey, what are you doing over here? And she leans over. She's like, oh, let me fix your computer. And she's leaning over me. And like my hand is like kind of touching her, but not really. And, you know, can she can she report that? And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like what? How many times has that happened where an airman would come into your office and be like, hey, hey, sir. Hey, big boy. You want me to fix your computer? Like, dude, did you just watch? Did you just watch porn? Like that's a that's a scenario out of a 1980s porn scene, you know? Like, oh, let me come over and fix it. Oh my god, I fell on top of your dick. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just saying. And I was like, like people are like, that's a that's a, such a wild scenario. But in that case, you should back up and just say, you can sit at my chair and you move. He's like, yeah, but if, what if it's too late? Like, what if she's already hanging over me? And it's like, yo, that ain't going to happen. And if it does happen, just get the fuck out. Like, just stand up. You know what I mean? Like, just move away from the situation at that point. You shouldn't have to be 
going through your head is like, is this okay? Is this not okay? Should I touch it? Like, none of this should be going through your head. He did this with every single scenario that they gave us. He was the loop, he was the loophole guy. He's trying to find loopholes where he could be a weirdo and not get in trouble. But he's like, well, I'm just saying, because it's tough being a male these days. And it's like, dude, like you might be right, but this ain't it. This ain't the forum, bro. Like, go back to Reddit or something. You know, go to the comments on YouTube. This ain't the forum for this. This is, you're going to do it the Air Force way, which is just don't fucking put your hands on another person. Guy, girl, good, bad, do not touch the other person at all, ever. And if you have to, like, fix their uniform. Say they have, and everyone does this. If you ever spend any time on an Air Force base, you might encounter this at least once. Because someone has something like hanging off their uniform or there's like fuzz or something in the other person's hair or shirt. There's something going on with their uniform. You'll hear the person say, permission to touch. And really, it sounds like they're joking when they say it, but they're legit saying it so you can say yes or no. That's really the reason they're saying it. Permission to touch. And it sounds goofy. And the person saying it is is saying it like ironically, but he or she is saying it so they don't get in trouble if they do touch you and you're like, that was inappropriate. You're just saying, commission the touch. Yeah, why? You had something in your hair and you just grab it off them. That's it. Because if you don't and you do something and it looks aggressive or if they pull away and then you're like, oh shit, I was just grabbing something. And it's like, were you? Like, what are you talking about? And then you're in a situation. So you'll hear people legit say permission to touch. It's a weird thing, but it happens because of guys like this who have this crazy scenario that a hot airman's going to walk in their office, climb over their desk, lean over them while they fix their computer. Like, what are you like? What did you just what are you thinking? Like, you know what I mean? What's going through your head? So he did this with several other scenarios. There's another scenario where it's like because it's now this is like it's sexual assault and harassment training. So another one was like, you come home from work or you're, you're about to go to sleep. So you take your dog out and you're looking off your back porch and you look over your fence and you see your neighbor come home and slap his wife. You see it on the deck. Like you hear yelling, you hear them talking, and then he just winds up, shoves her, and then slaps her. And it's like, what do you do? And there's like multiple choice. It's like A is confront the person, like go to the fence, yell over the fence and say, hey, stop doing that and confront the person. Second option is call the cops, let them know what you saw, and let them show up and handle it. Option C is go inside and do nothing, act like you didn't see it. And then D is wait until the next day to go over there and talk to the spouse about what you saw. So, of course, the most wrong answer out of that, because there's probably three things, three answers you can do, A, B, and D, right? C is clearly the wrong one. Stand around and do nothing or just go back inside and do nothing. He is like, he he's the only person out of everybody that said, I would do C. And it's like, he's like looking around like, yeah, I'm a tough guy. And it's like, no, dude, you sound like a fucking idiot. Like in the real world, maybe you do that. Like I would say hard, maybe if I saw anyone get, if I saw a dude slap a woman, like I'm going to, I'm going to go over there and knock on the door. I'm not going to jump the fence and start fighting, but I would, ex- I would expect all of my male friends to probably do the same thing. I definitely wouldn't just walk away. You know, I'd call the cops. I'd do one of the three options that are the in the right category. This dude is like, not my problem, not my wife. I wouldn't do that. And it's like, it sounds like you would do that. It sounds like you've probably done that. You know, like, can we not? And that's what kind of dragged the meeting out a little bit. It was like the loophole guy just kept trying to find loopholes in these stories. I think during the break, someone spoke to him and was like, bro, this is all this is, is mandatory training. It's it, This isn't a debate. Like, you're not going to change anybody's mind. You're not going to change the curriculum. Just sit through it. And whatever you want to do in your free time, go ahead. But you can't say you weren't in a training for it. This is all this is doing is saying that if the Air Force is covering their ass 
in a legal way, like a liability way, because they don't want someone to be like, oh, we never got trained on not to touch another person. So they make like, no, we, we officially trained you. Here's where you signed. And we have it in our records that you got trained. So there's no excuse for you not to know what the rules are. That's all they're doing. So like, you're not going to change the curriculum. I can change anybody's mind. You're not sounding edgy. You sound like a fucking creep. Because I went back to my office and we have one female in our office and she's older. She's like mature. She gets it. She's married. She's like super smart and everything. And she's not one of these people that goes out and like puts herself in these situations where things can go wrong. And I called her in my office and I'm like, hey, just so you know, this person's kind of a creep. If he calls you to his office one day, bring someone along. You don't have to bring me. You bring a friend, let someone know where you're going. Like, make sure someone's sitting on the outside of the door. She's like, why? I'm like, I'm just letting you know the stuff he said during sexual harassment training just didn't sit well with me. So if he does call you to his office, which he never would do, but if in the event that you find yourself over there, just wave somebody down like, hey, can you come over here real quick and just have them sit outside or something? Leave the door open too. Like, you know what I mean? Something like that. Just so in the off chance he thinks this is a 1986 pornography, you know, filmed on a fucking nine millimeter camera that he's going to start feeling you hey, come over here and fix my computer. And he's going to be like, he's going to like leaned back in his chair or something creepy. But there's always one guy in a military setting that has to be that guy that has to just be a dick and make this thing drag out for three hours. And then we did the suicide training, which was, she's like, oh, it's going to be quick. It's going to be like 20 minutes. Then she puts on a video for, it's a 27 minute long YouTube video about suicide prevention. And I whispered to the guy next to me, I was like, I didn't want to commit suicide, but after watching this video, wouldn't be opposed to it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Didn't really get the laugh I was expecting there. He kind of just stared at me and was like, that's not funny. And I was like, okay, dude, like, see you later. You know, back to the movie then. So we had to sit through this shit. And anyone that's in the military can relate to these death by PowerPoint bullshit things that we do because it's just cover their ass. It's just a liability thing. That's all it is. So that's how I spent the majority of my day yesterday was sitting through. I was so upset. I was so upset that it took three hours because I'm like, now my lunch is over. I can't go to the gym. I ended up going to the gym and I just texted my supervisor. I was like, hey, if you're looking for me, I'm going to lunch now. It's one o'clock and I'm going to be back at 2.30. Did chest, did about 275, five reps, 100 push-ups, burned out on incline 95 pounds for one set of 100, sat in the sauna for 25 minutes. So who's keeping track, right? You know, who's keeping track of this shit? And then I had to go to the doctor today, get into some personal, personal health news. So if you guys have been keeping track, I think I've been going to the doctor a lot more. And it's great because I have free health care and we can just go to the doctor whenever. But I had to get I have to get a sleep test done. (laughs) So I've been complaining that I'm always tired and there's like nothing I can do about it because I see other people. I'm like, how the fuck do you eat something in the middle of the day and not want to pass out? If I eat anything other than like a protein shake, I feel disgusting. I want to pass out. I want to go to sleep. I get tired. I get stuffy. And I thought that was like how everyone feels. And then I look around. I'm like, no one else feels like that. Like, what the fuck's going on? So go to the doctor, whatever. They start running blood tests. And they're like, there's a few things it can be. None of them are like serious, like you're going to die. They're just like symptoms. So we have to we have to narrow down the symptoms to figure out exactly how to treat this. Like this isn't like a life or death issue, but there are things that we can do, but we just need to narrow it down so we have the best treatment. We're not just doing a treatment and then it doesn't work or it doesn't work as best as it could be. And then we have to switch treatments. And then at that point, we're just kind of throwing darts at a dartboard. Like, let's just do all these tests. If you're not in any pain or anything, like we can take the time to flesh this out the right way. Like, all right, cool. Like, I'm all for it. A, I hate going to the doctor. I never go to the doctor. I will, if I didn't hear a pop when I tore my ACL, I wouldn't have went to the doctor. (laughs) 
but it's because I heard the pop and my knee swelled up like a fucking watermelon. Only reason I went. Everything else I try to avoid. Like I just don't like going. They always tell you something bad. But this time, when you go to the doctor and you have a good doctor, right? That's when it's enjoyable because I mean, it sucks that we have to pay for healthcare that you guys have to pay for healthcare, you peasants out there. But it's good when you can just go and they're like, oh, go to this. Here, we're going to refer you to this place. or We're going to refer you to this doctor. And here's what we're going to do with this. Where's this test you can get? And it's all covered. Your insurance covers everything. So I'm like, all right, let's do this. So this is more of like a, it's like a, um, what's a good word for it? More of like a health health like coach, I guess. Not so much like, oh, you have a symptom. Here's here's a pill. See you later. See you in six months. This is like, no, we're going to get to the bottom of this. So when going to the doctor is good, when you have a doctor that actually is trying to help, not just trying to push you through, you know, like a pill mill type place. So he's like, we're going to recommend you for a sleep test. I'm going to put it in, go, go meet the sleep doctor at this other building and we'll get a sleep test in motion to rule out that you don't have sleep apnea. He's like, you don't have any signs of sleep apnea, but we got to rule it out. If we rule this out, that's going to make everything a little easier. We can track down all this other stuff that's it could be. But that's going to narrow down to like two things. You know, right now it's like five things it could be. If we now if we take the sleep apnea test, it's going to eliminate two things. I'm like, "All right, let's go." The sleep doctor lady is a fucking kook. She is the this was the craziest lady I've ever met. I had to ask her if she was actually a doctor because she was the she was goofy. And I'm like, "Maybe she's just crazy because she spends a lot of time dreaming." Like she just spends a lot of time asleep. Like how do you become a sleep doctor? And I get like the science behind it and all this stuff. Like you need to sleep. Cause she's asking me these questions. She's like, how often do you sleep? Like what's your schedule like sleeping? And I'm like, I go to bed in between 10 and 11. I'd say it's closer to the 10, 30, 11 end. But there's some days where I'm in bed by 10. I'm sleeping by 10, 15. But I was like, for the, the average, I'd say 10, 30 to 11. She like writes it down. But then she's like, how often do you wake up? I'm like seven nights a week. I wake up probably three or four to use the bathroom at like three. And then I lay back down. I go, right back to bed. She's like, all right, time you wake up, I'm like 6.30 on average. In between 6 and 6.30, sometimes 7 on the weekends, it's like 7.38. She's like, all right, but you're getting like in between seven and nine hours. I'm like, yep. She's writing it down and she's like, she's trying to figure out why I need a sleep study. She's like, so you don't, you, you can breathe? I'm like, yeah. Do you snore? I was like, no. She's like, how do you know? I'm like, I've never been told that I snore. I mean, I have been told that I snore sometimes, but I've never been like one that just chops wood in their sleep. So she's like, um, we need a little more. She's like, are you sure you don't snore? I'm like, all right, I guess I snore a little bit. She's like, okay, that, that that gives me enough justification to make a sleep study. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah. So she signs me up for the sleep study. She's like, you're getting 99% of your oxygen just from like a test she ran in the office. I was like, out of 100? She's like, yeah. I was like, that's good. She's like, eh. You should be getting a hundred. I was like, so what the hell does that mean? She's like, you're not breathing correctly. I'm like, so like, I'm just doing in and out. Like I made a joke. I was like, so I'm just doing the in and out thing. Is there like another thing I'm supposed to be doing? And she's like, stares at me. Like she's the kooky one. She's making all these jokes. And I make a funny joke. Like I'm just doing the in and out thing, lady. Like just breathing. She's just like, no, you could take deeper breaths. I was like, well, okay, but that was a joke. So she's like, here's what's going to happen. We're going to send you this in the mail and it's going to have directions. You attach it to your chest, your, I think it's my chest, my finger and my head. I don't know. She said it's not invasive or anything. Like she's like, you won't even know it's on you. She's like, just fall asleep. And then the next day, put it in the mailbox and send it back or I have to download an app and the app sends the information to her. Something stupid. And she's like, we'll get a call. We'll call you. If you have sleep apnea, we'll call you to set to send like nurses to your house and they can hook up this machine, a CPAP machine, and you can just get on your way and breathe better at night. And I'm like, I don't have, I'm not here for this. Like I don't have sleep apnea. I was like, I've never, I don't sleep bad. I was like, I'm just fucking tired all the time. She's like, well, the thing about sleep apnea is you don't know you have it. I'm like, I understand what you're saying. And this is your job. 
I was like, but I'm telling you, I don't have trouble sleeping. I was like, I have troubles. I have trouble just always being tired. Like I'm always exhausted. She's like, that's probably because you don't have, you don't sleep good. I'm like, I know we're going to keep going in circles, but all right. What if I do have sleep apnea? She's like, we're going to give you this custom mask you can wear. And then you can buy, you can get like these, just call the, just call us and we'll send you like a no, nasal one and we'll send you this and send you that. And I was like, Jesus Christ. So the overall point is what I'm trying to make is when you have a good doctor that listens and they refer you to also good doctors, when you go to specialists mainly, and like an endocrinologist, his job is to figure out how to tailor your blood and hormones and all this stuff to like optimize you. Dude was like a witch doctor. So he's like, if we can rule out sleep apnea and we're going to do a cortisol test. So you take like this cortisol blocker at night and then in the morning you wake up, take a blood test. And if you have, since it's supposed to block your cortisol, but if you have high cortisol, that means you're producing too much. And then we can block that, which will help your fatigue and everything because cortisol is like a stress hormone. You'll feel less stress, which makes you less tired and all this stuff. And I was like, how the fuck do you know all this? And I'm like, he's probably went to school for like fucking 12 years. You know, this guy's probably a genius. So I'm like, it's good to have a good doctor that like you talk to and he's like listening. He's like writing symptoms down. He's like, all right. So he's like, make has a little matrix out there. And he's just like, oh, you have this symptom for this, this symptom. All right. So it could be any one of these five things. Let's start eliminating them. And if any of them work, then we figured out the problem. So going through there and then my other guy that I work with, the, the contractor, he's like, you might have inflamed nostrils. And I was like, or inflamed sinuses. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, you use nasal spray. I've seen you. I'm like, yeah. So do you. He's like, yeah, I got diagnosed with inflamed nostrils. So you got to look into that. I was like, come on, dude. I'm going to the doctor for everything else at this point. Do I really need to be going for inflamed nostrils? He's like, fuck yeah. He's like, that's a good score in your VA. So you get like a medical benefit when you get out. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. But got to look into it now. So we're going to wrap this one up. We've been talking way too long about way too much stuff. But I do appreciate you guys hanging around. We're at the 40 minute mark. I think I've been rambling on for a while. I looked down at one point. It was 15 minutes and now it's at 40 minutes. So we're going to get out of here. Let's go, Knicks. Like I said, we're back. We're going to get out of here. We're going to fire up the old stream on Twitch on YouTube and on TikTok. If TikTok doesn't kick me off again, but we're probably playing NBA with the squad and uh, we'll see you when we see you. Stay woke.